What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Renegade Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and tonight my guy Anthony is joining. Uh, Matt's at work, but we're thrilled to have Anthony with us. Man, what a win! What a win! None of us were expecting that, Anthony. You could start off. What were your initial reactions to the game? Sorry, you're uh, cutting out just a bit. But, man, I, I'm going to imagine just talking about post-game right now. Holy shit. You know, <laughs> I usually watch my language, but holy shit. This was just an absolute demolishing of the Rams, 31 to 10. It was a very shocking game, to say the least. I think a lot of us in the Niners chat more or less thought that the Rams were going to kind of shellack us <laughs> for better terms of usage. But, man, did the Niners just pull out a huge victory. Kyle Shanahan is 5-0 against Sean McVay. That's uh, uh, no number to push over. Rocking to say the least, I would imagine. But, man, ownage is ownage. What more can I say? The Niners dominated on all aspects of the ball, from offense to defense, and even special teams wasn't too bad also. The Rams didn't have any good returns. So, once we get further into the show, we'll break it more down. But just to summarize it right now, man, all I can say is, did the Niners absolutely kick ass tonight? They were on fire. I mean, right from the start, that first drive, I was like checking the go, uh, the, excuse me, checking the game on my phone um, as I'm driving home from work and I see Stafford throw it deep and the pick. And I'm just like, oh my God, yes, finally Jimmy Ward gets a pick. I know there's been a lot of talk this week. Oh, Jimmy Ward doesn't get picks. Jimmy Ward's not a game changer. Two picks tonight, Anthony. One he took to the house immediately set the tone for how the night was going to be. And the Niners wasted no time on offense either, getting it out there uh, with Elijah Mitchell, getting the running game going. And there's a lot of good to kind of dissect and get into tonight and celebrate. First win in 393 days at Levi's Stadium for the 49ers. 393 days is insane. I mean, I can't even remember. That's over a year. I mean, it was like October 29th, I want to say, if I remember hearing them correctly. That's insane. So huge, huge win against the Rams. Just like you said, Anthony, none of us expected this. Um, What I do want to ask you, though, and I know we got to talk about it, why no Trey Sermon? Do you think just because Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr. were working, why didn't he go with the rookie at all? Bro, I don't know if Trey Sermon was texting Kyle Shanahan's wife or someone close on the Niners front office because I don't think we saw him on the field at all or, or maybe once on some special teams play or something I, I otherwise I don't remember seeing him at all I don't even remember seeing him on the sidelines and he was active you know <laughs> but he didn't I mean he didn't have his number called on at all and it's I will say that looking at it from a draft perspective it is really frustrating that he didn't get to play and I'm very glad Elijah Mitchell my freaking man Jeff Wilson went out there and balled out also but not saying Trey Sermon does suck. It It's kind of like what's going on, you know, and that's kind of just notoriously been the case with most Kyle Shanahan offensive draft pick. We'll get his time when the time comes. I think it's just hard to Trey Sermon into the lineup when Elijah Mitchell is just cooking. And the thing is, is that, you know, the run game actually didn't do too well today they, they did good don't get me wrong they were absolutely really efficient but 44 carries 156 yards they only averaged three and a half per carry so the totals weren't high on the average but the thing about the run game tonight was that they were converting when it mattered most three and a half might be a total to be like ah you know whatever but it felt like the majority of the uh rushing carries tonight converted second and third downs and even a few first downs as well so while they weren't necessarily efficient they were efficient in the sense of just being able to convert. And that's, I think, 
the most Kyle Shanahan could ask for. So when you have that going on, I think Jeff Wilson really established himself last year as the guy, especially in the New England Patriots game when he just lit him up entirely until Jeff Wilson got hurt. And that was really unfortunate because Jeff Wilson was going to have a season on his own. But he comes back. Elijah Mitchell is the true number one running back on this team. He's been dominant by far all season. And I think you have to roll with Jeff Wilson. Put my fandom aside. You have to roll with Jeff Wilson because he knows the offense. He's established. I think Jeff Wilson is what Kyle Shanahan wants Trey Sermon to be. But maybe he just wants to go with Jeff Wilson because he knows who Wilson is at the moment. That's fair. That, that, that is fair. Um He's, you know, familiar with him. He knows the system. And we did see Trey Sermon. I know for a fact he had that kickoff and he kind of weirdly downed it as soon as he caught it. Um, I don't know if he's even allowed to run forward with the ball at this point, but it's all right. It's all right because a lot went well. Um, yeah, Coach T. Bates, you guys were saying yesterday Niners were going to get blasted. That is correct. And I 100% own up to that because everything that we had seen this season leads to that, leads to them losing this game by a large margin. The team that we saw tonight, I can confidently say, is the team that I imagined going into the season, I think I speak for Anthony as well, imagined coming into the season that we would see week in and week out. But this is not the team that we had seen. And I don't think it's any stretch to say this is the first complete game we've seen from the 49ers, not only all four quarters, but on both sides of the ball. Um, Outside of the first defensive or the second I guess I should say perhaps the third maybe when the when the Rams got the touchdown because I know they had the two interceptions kind of throw me off but the third um drive where they finally gave up a touchdown to the Rams outside of that the defense was just immaculate and you could chop it up to the Rams being um you know out of it tonight they weren't quite you know firing on all cylinders whatever the case is the 49ers took advantage and that's exactly what they needed to do I tweeted out tonight earlier they need to win the turnover battle by at least two or more in order to win this game. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they had three. They had the two interceptions and the turnover on downs, which is really impressive. It reminded me of that Sala goal line stance uh, in L.A. against the Rams. So it's it's kind of funny that it happened against the Rams again. Um, but yes, Coach T. Bates, you were the one person in this chat. I shouldn't say one. You were the most prominent one in this chat on our preview show that was saying you're not counting out the Rams or the Niners just yet. So credit to you. I, I do got to credit you. Um, Anthony, back to you. Is Debo a legitimate contender for most valuable player of the season? I wish the optimistic me would say yes, because everyone knows the MVP award is the quarterback's award. And I will say that Kyler Murray getting hurt really just hit his chances of MVP. And he could still have a great season. I mean, you you miss a few games, just the whole process in terms of... So to say Debo is an MVP is a bit of a stretch, but I will say I would right now in the entire league, screw Cooper Cup, I would give Debo Offensive Player of the Year. He is by and far the most dynamic player in the NFL in terms of how he runs the ball, how he catches the ball. Does he have a little case of the dropsies here and there? Yeah, sure, but most wide receivers do to begin with. I can live with that. What I can also live with is the fact that the guy is averaging over 100 yards per game. He can take a carry to the house if it needs to be, and he's just so elusive and he's so agile. And I don't think we've seen a Niners wide receiver do any type of thing that Debo Samuel is doing in terms of his play set and his ability probably in a very, very long time. And I can only think about Anquan Bolden in terms of how tough he runs, 
But even Anquan wasn't as shifty and as quick as Debo Samuel is. And man, is Debo Samuel just absolutely on fire. So Zach, I would I would die <laughs> if Debo Samuel got his MVP award. But man, offensive player of the year, if he doesn't get the award, if he continues this pace, I would be very shocked to say the least. And I think you can probably reiterate what I'm saying too, is that I think Debo has by far been the team MVP on both sides of the ball. And I think he's been really comparable to being as impactful as a quarterback would be on the team also. And I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo had a great day today. Don't get me wrong. We also saw a few Garoppolo throws where it's like, oh, Jalen Ramsey maybe should have picked that off. But when Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing hospital balls or he is throwing some balls that are 50-50, who's bailing them out most of the time? Debo Samuel. Look what Debo's done all season long. It's just – it's the fact that he's doing it consistently that continues to wow me. And we haven't seen consistency from the wide receiver position since Anquan Bolden. Yep. That, yeah, that's a great point. I, I wouldn't say he's going to win, um, but he should get some votes. At this point in the season, he should definitely – I think he's earned at least a couple of votes for MVP. I totally agree with you, Anthony. Offensive player of the year. For what he's done for the 49ers – overall just not even just the office the whole team is nothing short of incredible i mean shattering jerry rice's record through uh seven games and i think again through eight um i don't know what he finished with today i know he was just shy of a hundred the last i checked but he's going to top a thousand yards receiving um within the next what week probably i mean he was five five receptions for 97 yards with a touchdown Average 19.4 a reception with a long of 40. Five for five. Five targets, five receptions. That's just amazing. And then on the ground, he added another five carries for 36 yards with another touchdown. So it's just really, really impressive what you see. And I got to credit Jimmy. Let's just get this out in the open. I haven't worn this jersey since the Indianapolis Sunday night loss. And I told myself then that is the last time I will wear a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. But I got home tonight and I said, look, I went to the game last week. I put on my 94 throwback Fred Warner and that loss just sucked all the luck out of it. I'm very, very superstitious. I put my Warner back in the jersey, asked Ash, which jersey? And she goes, maybe Jimmy for one last time. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll throw Jimmy on. And look, he didn't light it up. The Niners didn't win because of Jimmy Garoppolo, but he was very efficient and he did not make mistakes. He played mistake-free football and that's huge. And I think that's what happens. We saw what happens when Jimmy does that. And you get a nice dose of the ground game with a defense playing well enough, as well as they did today, I should say. So perfect combination. Um, they ran 40 times, which is extremely impressive. The game went by so quickly. Is this the recipe moving forward, would you say, Anthony? Yeah, man. That's what I was saying here on Twitter is that this was just like the 2019 team. I mean, you got it take the ball out of the Jimmy Garoppolo Packers game where Garoppolo only threw what eight times and the Vikings game he only threw 12 or 13 times too you know it's 2019 vibes I mean you run the ball 40 times it may not be pretty but if you're just churning out yards and you're converting on first second third down consistently not only are you wearing down a defense but you're just demoralizing them and when you get good Jimmy tonight where he made really impressive third down throws like the uh, final Debo Samuel touchdown which was it was a pretty open window throw, but he timed it perfectly, and Debo just took it to the house. When you have that kind of stuff happening, on top of the Rams' uh, offense 
turning the ball over three times, it makes for a demoralizing thing through and through. And yeah, it's it's been very, very impressive. Very 2019 vibe-ish. And I think kind of going back to 2019 too, Zach, I think that's more or less the last time we really saw the 49ers consistently turn the ball over. On defense, I feel like I can get no answer, but it's to you tonight. Man, it's hard to not say Nick Bosa. The man is just a complete animal on the field, gets held almost every play, doesn't get the calls. Finally got one. He basically had to get, you know, choked, slammed to get the call, and he still got the sack. Um, I'm going to say Nick Bosa, but I really, really want to just give some some props to Fred Warner because he has not been his usual self. He had John Lynch coming out in the media talking poorly about him, talking about, oh, we got the contract. Now he hasn't played as well as we liked. You never want to see that, especially from the GM. And I actually predicted yesterday for uh, Fred to be the defensive player of the game. I don't think he was, but I think he played well enough to where people can start to say, okay, that's the Fred Warner we've grown accustomed to seeing. That's the Fred Warner that is arguably the best linebacker in the game. Um, Yeah, okay. Steve got me, and this might be your answer. Who would you say was the best defensive player? I wanted to avoid Jimmy Ward just because he absolutely shut the shit down out of the Rams tonight. But you know what? I'm kind of in the toss between uh, talent were really good in coverage. Both guys tackled really well today, and they executed superbly. I mean, the defense did as a whole. But, man, did Al Shire and Hufanga lay a couple of smacks on Daryl Henderson tonight, and holy cow, did he get walked. Man. But, yeah, I mean, we got to talk about it, dude. Jimmy Ward. Just lights out. Grant Cohen actually tweeted something earlier where he was saying that um, I think Jimmy Ward knew that Sean McVay was going to target him because I think Ward might have struggled a bit against the Rams in 2019, 2020. And then coming into this game, obviously Stafford throws a deep miscommunication. And then the second interception was just a hustle play. That was just an absolutely insane, incredible play by Jimmy Ward to take it to the house. I think it was on Cooper Cup. And you got to give props to that, man, because Jimmy Ward just – I think watching the defense, if it's not Fred Warner, Jimmy Ward's like the next in line to be the lifeblood of the defense. And, I mean, Twitter throughout the night, a lot of former players were praising Jimmy Ward, like Juan Alexander and Richard Sherman. They were just dropping the compliments on him left and right, and I think that's very reflective how, of how Jimmy Ward is as a person. As has needed as a leader, and, man, did Jimmy Ward just – just lit up the Rams tonight. Holy. Yeah, he really did. Um, shout out to both of them. Hufanga played really well, had a couple of really nice pass breakups. Fortunately, he had one against uh, Manuel Mosley. That should have been a pick, but that's all right. You take the good with the bad. He was impressive. I, I liked it. Um, and on the offensive side of the ball, it's hard to say anybody else but Debo Samuel, but I just want to say how impressive this rookie campaign we're seeing from Elijah Mitchell really is. Um, he finished tonight with uh, 20, uh, excuse me, yeah, 27 carries for 91 yards, averaged three and a half a carry with the longest 17. 27 carries, Anthony. That's just, I mean, for a rookie running back, it's insane. And I'm not even going to say knock on wood because, you know, that's a lot of carries. But if that was Raheem Mostert, I'm just going to say, I don't know if he could handle that. Um, his frame, I don't know if he could take that amount of workload. Elijah Mitchell is proving to be one hell of a pick, a later round pick by the Niners. I don't know how they do it. Um, my question for you, though, moving forward is, do you think this was more of a pissed off, 
you know, defeated 49ers team saying, I've had enough. I am sick of this shit. I'm going to give you guys our all. Nobody's picking us to win anyway. I just watched the Monday Night Countdown. Everybody but Steve Young basically picked us to win. Or would you say this is more of the Rams completely overlooking the Niners and trying to get back on track because they got whooped by Tennessee last week and thinking, oh, okay, cool. We got a get right game against the Niners coming up. What would you say is more likely? First and foremost, Steve, Brandon, I'm at my girlfriend's house, so the Wi-Fi kind of sucks here. <laughs> so I make the most of what I can do in this situation. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if I'm lagging a bit. But you know what? I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate a bit and say that while the Niners did absolutely play with their asses on fire, I think the Rams kind of came out flat. I think they absolutely came out flat tonight. And you come into this game, and it was like when the Niners played the Cardinals last week. You're thinking – well, okay, the, not, not, the Niners smoked the Bears, right? So you're coming into this game like, oh, this is a layup. And if you're too, this is also just a layup game. I mean, the Niners have stunk. We have the blueprint. We know what they don't do well, and we can exploit that. Well, I think everything that the Rams tried to do that the Niners don't do well at, the Rams just couldn't execute. And, and bottom line is that it came out flat. I mean, the Rams' defense just couldn't stop the run. Three and a half yards per carry, okay, but they were failing to stop them when it mattered most. The Niners just, while Grapple only passed for 182 yards, the Niners tonight were just magnificent on third down. All season long, that's been the story, is that the Niners coming into the game were 30th in the night. Ah, let me find it. I can't find it. But the Niners were easily 9 of 13 or 9 of 14 on third down when it really mattered tonight. And that was the big story is that the Rams' defense just wasn't executing whatsoever. And then you look at the offense. Go ahead. They were they were 8 for 14. Just, just yeah, yeah. I, you take a couple of those away because in garbage time, you know, I mean, the third down conversions don't really matter much. So, yeah, eight, I was 8 for 12 personally. But the Niners just converted and did what the Rams couldn't do. And then you look at the Rams on the offensive side of the ball, dude. Stafford stunk. Stafford was so abysmal tonight. All the wide receivers – I'm at the lag right now. I'm sorry. All the wide receivers were just freaking dropping the ball for him left and right too. Everyone was making a big deal about Odell Beckham coming in and lighting up the Niners. Well, they kind of shut that ass down with a quickness. Cooper Cup had a good – you know, Cooper Cup had himself a normal game. He was good. But, I mean – Everything else outside of that, like Van Jefferson, meh. The white dude on the Rams whose last name I can't pronounce, meh. They shut down Daryl Henderson. Niners in this game were, I think, sixth in run defense, and they proved why they're still a good run defending team. Daryl Henderson could not run the ball. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. My internet sucks. I thought Niners just executed beautifully. The Rams just came out flat. They were so flat tonight, but the Niners took advantage. Yeah. That, that's the bottom line is that they took advantage, and that's what matters. Totally agree. Um, you talked about OBJ. Uh, PFF George had this hilarious tweet. Receiving for Matt Stafford, OBJ, two receptions for 18 yards. Jimmy Ward, two receptions for 27 yards and a touchdown. It's just hilarious because that's that's really kind of a, a good you know summary of the night. The 49ers just completely took advantage of the Rams' miscues. Um, they were out of whack all night, like I said. Simple receptions for first downs or touchdowns should have been caught, and they dropped them or were overthrown, whatever the case is. The 49ers took advantage, and that's what they needed to do. Um, moving forward, though, Anthony, a lot of fans, including myself, said, 
with this complete ass whooping by the Rams that I thought was going to happen tonight. Likely this was going to be Jimmy Garoppolo's last start. Matt and I kind of interpreted uh, Kyle Shanahan's comments regarding when Trey Lance would start, uh, you know, coming up. And with the Niners not losing and Jimmy Garoppolo playing efficient and well, does Trey Lance now kind of get sidelined until with some really, really easy games coming up for the foreseeable future? Yeah, you know, that's kind of the joke with the team all season long has been that, oh, man, the moment Jimmy Garoppolo plays well, yeah, he just bought himself another game. And that's how it was, was he played well against the Bears. Okay, he bought himself another game. He stunk up against the Cardinals. Okay, well, that means the Rams will likely be his last game because we're going to get our asses kicked. Rams, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play excellent, but he plays perfect enough to manage the game for a victory. And then you do that, and it's like, well, I mean, we didn't even see Lance look like he got consideration at all to come onto the field. So <laughs> that tells me that, you know what, that uh, I think Lance is going to be on the backseat all season long. And that's the thing, too, is I tweeted this out earlier, is that the Niners are, are going to have to likely run the table if it means they make a playoff push. And when you commit to a rookie in the middle of this kind of season, that basically is the indicator that, oh, well, the season might be over. But you know what? You got Garoppolo. You saw what Garoppolo can do in a game like tonight. He's got the Jaguars next week. I mean, that's the softest layup you can possibly go for. Doesn't mean that the Niners are going to come into that game next week and make it an easy game. No. <laughs> I think some type of BS will happen. I mean, we saw us lay up a loss against the backup Cardinals. And I can't say anymore that any game is an automatic victory because it's NFL, man. It's any given Sunday. But going into this game next week, it's going to be the Garoppolo show once again. I wouldn't be surprised if some type of BS happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. But, you know, Bob Money said in the chat right here, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, man. You got to give a team over 40 carries. And if that's the case, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo should pass less than 20 times next week. But, I, yeah, Zach, he, he bought himself probably the rest of the season. Because you're, you're four and five. I think they're only one game back of the seventh seed, you know. So it's like, well – you can't give up now. You know, you just got to stick with Garoppolo and go from there. Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted. Um, I was just there saying, yeah, uh, the way he played too, it was convincingly well enough. And he, he would have been like the first quarterback benched after like a 21-point routing of the other team. I was texting you that during the game when we said, no way we see Trey Lance now. Uh, but moving forward, I'm excited. I think that this was a pivotal game for the 49ers and if they take advantage of this, if they capitalize on this momentum moving forward, they could be sitting in a wild card position looking back at this night and saying that was the turning point in our season. That was the time where we finally got it together. We finally get it, everything going the right direction and took advantage. So it was a huge win for the Niners, huge win for Levi Stadium, and a huge win for the 94 throwbacks red jerseys because they hadn't won of those yet and they were doing a damn disservice to them because I was sick of them getting whooped wearing those jerseys. They're too beautiful to get whooped in them. Um, yeah, there's just so much going on. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the um, the standings here, but I don't. I only have them in a breakdown of division. I'm trying to find them to where I can get them the full NFC conference. But while I'm pulling those up, what was one thing that you think shocked you the most from tonight's win, Anthony? What shocked me the most from tonight's win – I think I'm going to be a little bit kind of 
kind of, kind of like not negative, but man, where was the pass rush tonight? You know what I mean? It felt like the pass rush was pretty non-existent for the most part. And I said this, the fact that the 49ers pass rush wasn't really good up until the end of the game, you know, when it doesn't really matter. And, you know, for the first three quarters, it was the Niners pass rush just wasn't there. But the secondary in the back seven of the entire defense just lit up the Rams all night long. And if, if the Rams weren't dropping the ball, the Rams were getting hit hard. Al Shire and Hufanga laid the hammer on those dudes. Even Ward had some nice hits. Um, I mean, shoot, we saw DJ Jones freaking blow up a fake pump play. I, I couldn't believe that even happened. I think I think aside from K1 Williams getting that freaking that uh, you know, non-call on, or that call on the interception, which should have been an interception, the, the gooch pick, we'll call it, we'll call it the gooch pick. That, you know, aside from that not happening, I think that open field DJ Jones tackle was by far the most filthiest play all night. That was he. Oh, man, oh, I might be lagging. He just might be, you know, DJ Jones is athletic and he's only what, 5'10", 300 plus pounds. And he just um, man, he just freaking blew it up through and through. <laughs> I can't believe that they tried doing that uh, fake field goal i was i was i was at first i'm like okay what went wrong they probably messed up somewhere and the punter tried to recover no it was just a straight up fake and there was that and then the fourth down stop i mean that that's six to ten points that were off the board right there for the rams i appreciate the aggressiveness and i respect it coming from sean McVay because they were down and i understand he probably thought we need to get some more points here but it completely backfired, and then they were in the hole even further. Um, so I really do appreciate what the 49ers offense and special teams was able to do. Um, I was kind of expecting a little more from Brandon Ayuk, but it wasn't anything on his end because uh, he still caught basically everything that was thrown at him. He was three receptions. He had, excuse me, hauled in three receptions on four targets, uh, 26 yards. And a long of 21. So he was making some really impressive catches tonight. There were a couple where I'm like, oh my God, Jimmy, that's a pick. And Brandon Ayuk snucks it out of the air. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, jeez. Jimmy throws those scary passes, man. It's either sometimes they're a hospital ball, sometimes they're uh, completely too high. But Brandon Ayuk saved the day on those passes. So that was nice to see. Um, What did you think about... I know the 49ers ran it 40 times. Do you think that that you talked about it earlier? It was like the playoff game. Was that more so just, hey, it's working. We're killing the clock. We are beating a team we shouldn't have beat. So we need to get this clock going. Or do you think it was more like we can't really trust Jimmy to win this game for us. So we're going to run it 40 times tonight. You know, that's a good question. And I think it was a little bit of both. Mostly the run game. It was like, okay, well, this is working. You know, I I won't stop chiming about it because I was really shocked to look at it now that the Niners only averaged three and a half yards. But the conversions are what mattered. But I will say that when the run plays weren't there, Jimmy Garoppolo was executing and he was being able to uh, just simply get that done. So there was a little bit of trust that Kyle Shannon was able to put into Jimmy Garoppolo where he was able to really go and execute. And it wasn't like the Packers game, you know, where I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo really had any tough throws to hit, except for the George Kittle one where he was wide open. You know, there were some plays where Jimmy Garoppolo tonight did have to make a pretty tough throw for a first down, and he was able to. 
albeit that the wide receivers on this team did have to make some tough catches. I know Kittle had a couple of tough catches to make. Um, Debo had a few tough catches as well. So Garoppolo really, you know, he wasn't asked to do much, but at the same time when it was those third down conversion rates and, you know, God forbid David Lombardi tomorrow is just going to, you know, freaking get it off on Jimmy Garoppolo. But I will say that Jimmy Garoppolo was able to execute when it mattered most. And it's nice to see that Shanahan kind of gave Jimmy the chance to put the ball in his hands and make a play. And he was able to, and he was, was able to really get those throws down. But again, it was just another one of those, you know, we didn't really see Jimmy Garoppolo throw the ball past 10 yards. And it's like, you know, you want to see him throw the ball deep just to make something happen. And I know they didn't need to do that tonight. But again, going to the Rams game in the final game of the season, week 18, uh, I think the Rams likely will have a better game plan against us, assuming that we are in the playoff hunt. So it's just little things like that. You don't have to worry about as much now, but we know Jimmy Garoppolo, Zach. We know that you can't throw the ball deep. And we know that that's going to be the biggest, uh, I guess the biggest crippling thing that the Niners are going to have to deal with down the road. But it, it was definitely a run game type of day, 100%. It, it was, you know what, this is working. We're not getting the big carries, but we're getting the important carries. And, I mean, you look at the box score stats, man. Elijah Mitchell, you said, what, 27 carries or 21 carries or whatever. He, he had a very good amount. But it was nice to see that Shanahan wasn't afraid to give Jeff Wilson the ball. He also wasn't afraid to give Debo Samuel the ball. So he did somewhat kind of take the pressure off Mitchell a bit, although Mitchell was the bell cow. But we see a mixing and matching. And this was kind of like in 2019 when Mostert was the primary guy. And then you had Breida running the crap out of the ball as well. And Tevin Coleman, who, you know, eh. but Tevin Coleman was able to get the job done too, you know. So you see what Shanahan can do when he has a complete run game. And that's the thing is that tonight wasn't even the peak of what we could see from the run game. And I think that's just a glimpse of what Shanahan could do with the run game moving forward. And if he's able to get that thing going on all cylinders and really just let Jimmy Garoppolo execute on third down, I think they could run the table and really make some noise. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, if they get this performance from Jimmy and the running game moving forward, they're a tough team to beat, even with their defense kind of as spotty as they've been, um, because they can put up points. Um, and I really do think that that is the recipe for success moving forward. For the 49ers, um, I have some quotes here that I want to read to you and get your thoughts on after the, the game. They had obviously the press conference and Jimmy was talking about the opening drive when he said it got us into a rhythm for sure. That's the way we want to do it. Just running the ball, converting on third downs and scoring at the end. I don't want to say it took their soul away, but it definitely did something. The Niners are out here snatching souls, Anthony. I mean, is this just not a complete perfect embodiment of what they are trying to do theoretically every week in the running game? Did you see the post on Twitter where the Niners said, oh, all they said was who? And it was Debo Samuel holding the football, I think giving it to Tom Compton, whatever, and it was a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's very indicative of what they've been trying to do. And it was really, really impressive. And you see that when the Niners even play with half the swagger that they could play with even more, you get these kind of games. And I know Kyle Shanahan owns the Rams, but you look at 2019, and that was this tonight was the whole season of 2019. It was absolutely the whole season. And yeah, you had the stretch where Garoppolo played well. But for the most part, it was let the running backs carry the ball 40 plus times 
execute, let Jimmy Garoppolo's day in life be a little easier and go and just kick some freaking ass, man. And that's what they did. And this, I, it's like, everyone's been talking about how the Niners haven't really had an identity going into this, you know, matchup tonight. And it's true. They haven't really had any type of identity. And you finally see that, okay, well, they play like tonight. This is the 2019 team. And that's fine. I'll take it. If they can get what they got going tonight, moving forward, uh, yeah, I'll take that all night long. A hundred percent. Same, same. One hundred percent. Steve says one complaint. Sermon couldn't get one carry when they ran the ball over 40 times. That's what we were talking about. It, it was a little, I don't know, unfortunate that they couldn't get him involved at all. I don't know what it is. Anthony speculated jokingly, you know, like, what did he do to Kyle Shanahan? Does he get caught testing his wife or something? The joke has been he's in the doghouse, but for what? And when I've spoken with Matt about this previously, it's kind of like it's got to be something off the field. It's got to be something either behavioral or team-wise that is not allowing him to get on the field in these moments. Um, Because I agree, they definitely should have mixed him in. Jeff Wilson Jr. got 10 carries. There's no reason why they both couldn't have got five carries, you know, especially when moving forward, you want to be sticking with Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon as your one, two. It only makes sense to start to get him some development and some snaps now, but another waste opportunity, in my opinion. Uh, David Yank says first game where all three sides of the ball were clicking in the same game. 100% David, this was the first complete game from the 49ers and it couldn't have come at a more you know, perfect time than prime time against the Rams. I was so sick. I don't know about you, Anthony, but I was so sick of hearing all week. Oh my God. Odell Beckham Jr. Vaughn Miller, Matt Stafford. These are the Rams. They're going to come out here and, you know, completely embarrass the Niners and nope, they got embarrassed instead. So it was just perfect karma. Um, and you could have asked for anything better, honestly. My One question for you, then we can start to wrap things up here. Cause I know it's a weeknight. People probably got to get to sleep soon. Were you surprised at all that we didn't see Trey Lance, one, at all during the game, and two, at the end, when it was kind of like, okay, garbage time, hand it off, you're not even going to be throwing it anyway, so why not make the switch? I wanted to see Lance play. I, You know, all of us wanted to see Lance play to begin with, but even the garbage time, it was like, why didn't he get in, you know? I think I I personally thought like, okay, well, you watch yesterday when Cam Newton came in for the Panthers, you know, I'm back. And he comes in and he comes in on two red zone plays and throws for a touchdown and runs for a touchdown. And you have Eric Crocker on Twitter going off saying, why can't the Niners incorporate this with Trey Lance on a weekly basis? And I, you know, you saw in the group chat a few days ago, Stewart was the only one that responded to it but it was my huge long conspiracy about why i think kyle shanahan doesn't want to play Trey lance and it's just after the knee sprain i think he doesn't want to take the chance and i know it's football and i know it's a tough game and you know this and that so i was surprised to not see him to begin with and then at the end of the game i agree with you i wanted to see him just hand the ball off it's like like dude just give him some handoffs just to kind of just get used to the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like get them, get them up to speed. I don't care if it's garbage time. Have them freaking practice handoffs. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like Jimmy Garoppolo is really good at handing the ball off. Let Trey Lance practice handing the ball off as well. So he can get his work in too, you know? So I will say that it was pretty frustrating that Trey Lance didn't get to get in at the fourth quarter. And I think that is very petty of me to say, 
But when you want to see your rookie go out there, and even if he's not doing anything, just get him on the field, you know, get him on the field because you're going to have to do it eventually. You might as well start now. You know, you might as well start now, get his feet even more wet so he can just get used to the whole thing. So, it, yeah, it, it sucked. You know, same thing like Steve said earlier. I, I have a bit of a complaint about not seeing Sermon even carry the ball once. I mean, he touched the ball on a freaking, you know, short kick return. So it's like, you, you know, but it's all petty stuff, man. I think we'll see. I may be down the road in situations or something and maybe go from there. But it's, it's, you know, it's Shanahan's going to face that criticism for the rest of the season. He will. He's been facing it since week one. And you watch Mac Jones play and you saw Mac Jones just, he didn't torch the Browns, but he played really well against the Browns. And you see that and it's like, well, why can't we get that from Lance? You see what Justin Fields is doing. Justin Fields lost against the Steelers, but damn, in the second half, did he look good? You know, and Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, well, the jury's still kind of out on them a bit, but at, when they play, they're developing. And you just want to see that from Trey Lance also. So, you know me, I was one of the biggest Trey Lance supporters since day one, so I'm still very hurt about it. <laughs> but he'll get his time, man. He'll get his time. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Brandon brought it up. Can we talk about how Levi's was rocking tonight? That place was popping. Hung fast. That Levi's looked lit. I, the camera, I mean, from the camera, from the TV, it looked like it was just completely off the charts. Wowed. And it's nice because the 49ers – don't really have a home field advantage as you know, evident by them losing for 393 days straight at home. Um, but I forget who tweeted it out, but I commented on it. The 49ers fans, we will never learn to just shut up when the Niners are out there on offense and being at the games. It's so frustrating because you were like, you want to shush people because you're like, shut up. And at the same time, you're like, I'm going to be getting in a fight. It's not weird, but Dude, it was Matt Mayoko who said that the Niners fans were doing the wave on third and six when the Niners had the ball. I was like, what are you guys doing? It's like, chill. It's like, I get we're excited and we're fans, but let's try and know what fans do. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Levi's was rocking. I love it. I freaking love it. I Yeah, I totally agree. And I hope that they can get it figured out once they, you know, maybe start winning a little more at Levi's besides a one season. Shut up when they're on offense, guys. You get loud when they're on defense. That's how it's supposed to go. Um, But I really do think that the Niners overall, like I said earlier, this was a huge turning point in the season if they take advantage. Um, I want to read a quote to you, and then we can start to wrap things up. This is from Grant Cohn. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I just want this quote from Jimmy Ward from when he had him on Grant Cohn's show in August. Uh, He said, quote, I like Stafford but they still have the same players that he'll be throwing the ball to. He's the same quarterback who was on the Detroit Lions, and they still didn't go to the playoffs, and they had Megatron. What was the problem over there in Detroit? Are you going to blame the city? What was the problem? Was it the money? If the city didn't have enough money to bring players over there, why even have an NFL team? That's a big question mark. They went and traded Jared Goff, who went to the playoffs several times and went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he lost. He went to the Super Bowl, though. I've yet to see that with Matt Stafford. Is Jimmy Ward kind of hitting it right on the head here back in August? Wow. I didn't realize he kind of went all in on Stafford like that, man. And then you say all that stuff in August, and then you light his ass up for two interceptions and a pick six tonight. Oh, man, that's freaking brutal. (laughs) But, no, he's right. Truth be told, he's right. And I mean, it's like, it's the old, 
old argument where it's like coaching versus scheme versus player talent, you know? And it's like, well, if you gave Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, he pulled off one Super Bowl, right? But if you gave Aaron Rodgers Belichick or Andy Reid or someone like that, how many more could he have won? And we know Aaron Rodgers is just so purely talented. So it's like, how, how do you go about that? And you look at Stafford and it's like, I think throughout Stafford's tenure in Detroit, he never really had an elite coaching staff. But the times when things were clicking, everything was fine. You know, Detroit won their divisions. They were winning games. And Stafford just couldn't pull off. And, you know, it's like you just get tight in the playoffs. And that's what happened with Stafford. And Jimmy Ward's absolutely right. Stafford tonight was who he kind of is in games that really matter, you know. And he's also right, man. Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo also went to a Super Bowl. Is Matthew Stafford better than Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, if you're going to base it off stuff like that, then you kind of have to say, yeah, Garoppolo is better than Stafford. You know what I mean? So it, it's a kind of a weird line across. But, dude, did Jimmy Ward absolutely nail it? And, and again, he's right. It's you got to win when it matters most, you know? NFL might be any given Sunday, right? But at the same time, when you have walk-in games like tonight that the Rams thought they had, you still got to go out and execute. And, man, did Stafford lay an egg? Yeah, he absolutely freaking laid an egg. And I think Jimmy Ward just he, – he knew what to expect. That's what's kind of really weird, too, is that Jimmy Ward really knew what to expect tonight, man. That guy can uh, that guy can really see the future. And if we're, if we're seeing the Rams do what they did tonight – and, I mean, yeah, it could be 7-3. And I was watching a Twitch stream earlier where a bunch of people were like, well, we have to see the Rams play a legit team. And I don't really know the Rams are scheduled that well, so I can't say if they have or haven't. But – Still, Sean McVay has had plenty of time to understand how to beat Kyle Shanahan. Stafford is better than Jared Goff, but he still can't do it. You know what I mean? Stafford can't do it. McVay can't do it. And you have all these outlying factors coming into play, and it's just I, – I know I'm ranting, but it's just it, – it's shocking to say the least. And the fact that Jimmy Ward really nailed it is, like, weird. Cool, cool and weird. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Um, the Rams – so they beat the Bears, the Colts, the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. So arguably, so the Bucks, the Bucks. You know what I mean? The Bucks. Yeah, uh, and I guess the Seahawks, but I think they had Geno at that point. Yeah, it's like um, and the, Bucks, the Bucks just lost to Washington yesterday. So it's like, I mean, how good are some of these teams? You know, and I'm not saying the Niners are the best team, but still, you see that, and it's like. Okay, then Jimmy Ward's definitely got a lot of credibility <laughs> leading up to those comments. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, not to take anything away from them, but some of their wins, I mean, an above-average team like the Rams with some really, really talented players at key positions, you expect these wins from them against lower teams like Houston uh, or Indy. I know they only beat Indy by three, the Bears, um, the Giants. I mean, these are teams that they should have beaten. So maybe we're going to see a, a drop-off in the second half of the schedule for the Rams. Um, on the flip side, though, you talked about next week, the Niners facing uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. After that, they come back home for a game against Minnesota Vikings. And then after that, they go to Seattle for a Sunday night game. The next three games, in my opinion, if they play like they play tonight, are very winnable. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're going to go and run the table, man, this is a time now. I What, it's week 10, so they have uh, like eight games left or four and five? Yeah, eight games left. 
Yeah, this is time to run the table. I'm not going to say they'll go 12 and 5, but I mean, 10, 10 and 7 and the seventh seed in the playoff spot. Yeah. I know I'm a fan, and I know I'm optimistic, but man, it's it's very credible. The I, the Niners likely will go three zero in this next stretch, and you're going to have them at seven and five going. They're they're either in looking in, or they're just right on the cusp of the bubble, just hanging on for dear life. And yeah, man, this is this is crunch time. You know, I think that visit from John York the other day and <laughs> Bragg has really lit a fire under these dudes' asses because they uh they came out hot. And they just got to keep it consistent. And if they're going to right the ship, it starts with games like tonight. I know Shanahan owns McVay. That's definitely something to consider. But the Rams are one of the hottest teams in football. You can't deny that. And you see how they play. You see what they can do. And you see what the Niners just did. And it goes, okay, well, the window is wide open. I don't think that window is shut at all. Totally agree. Um, This is, like I said, huge moment in the season. Can they capitalize? Can they take advantage of this momentum moving forward? I think they can. Um, I, I really do think they can. Every single time I've been excited and optimistic, this team has let me down this season. So I'm going to be a little cautious, but I, I just want to say I do think they can. Um, I just want to tell you guys before we wrap up, you got to go check out my bookie, guys. Click Go to mybookie.ag right now, and if you use our promo code HIVE, as in H-I-V-E, you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. All the way up to $1,000. It's a fantastic opportunity. Take advantage right now. And they have fantastic bets. The Thursday night game is coming up soon. I had some bets coming on this game. And unfortunately, it didn't pan out. But that's all right. Because the bets that I had were for the Rams winning. I had the Rams up 7 to 12 at half. And then the Rams by like 13 to win the game. I was very, very, I was down bad entering tonight, but that's all right because I would much rather lose some money and the 49ers get the dub. So take advantage, guys. Like I said, Thursday night, New England is taking on the Falcons in Atlanta. Can they take advantage? Can they uh, steal the momentum? Two good up and coming teams. Promo code Hive, mybookie.ag. They have a ton of props for you guys to take advantage of. Go make some money. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. With that said, Anthony, you got any final thoughts before we wrap things up? Run the ball 40 times. Garoppolo's got to throw it 20 or less times, and that's your blueprint for the playoffs, man. Um, Not much to say. We covered everything. This was a really exciting game. It just felt different. Levi's felt different. It's the first time we've seen Levi's that loud and that rocking all season. And if the fans can bring that energy, we know the players love it. If they can keep that energy moving, if they can just stay consistent – I think we have a sneaky little playoff team that if I was any other NFC team, I would not want to face the Niners if they get hot. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Guys, this was a fantastic win for the 49ers. Like I said, 393 days. Think about 393 days. Like that's such a long time for the 49ers to go winless at Levi's. And I know people are going to say, well, they played a bunch of game in Arizona still. The fact that they had not won a game here in over a calendar year and like a month is insane. So that has no longer happened. Kyle Shanahan gets his fifth straight win over the Rams and Sean McVay. Extremely impressive what they did tonight. Basically shocked the world. I'm just going to come out and say it. Shocked the world. Shocked me. I know it shocked Anthony. But with all that being said, guys, that's going to do it. We do appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Snyder podcast. Hit like, hit subscribe. We're going to be giving away a 49ers jersey once you... Oh, looks like I lost Perry. 
We're going to be giving away 49ers jersey once you reach us subscribers. So hit subscribe on YouTube. If you don't have an account, it takes two seconds to create an account. 49ers Hive, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. We give away stuff all the time. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Have a fantastic night. Have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll be live later in the week to preview the 49ers game against Jacksonville Jaguars. Good night, guys.